God bless you and welcome here to the sanctuary here at Bright Temple. We pray that you are living blessed and whole on this morning. Pray that you are encouraged. Pray that you're living by faith and with great expectation, knowing that God wants to do something special in your life today. I'm glad that you have joined us this morning. We plan to be a part of that. Hopefully we can speak words of life to encourage you as it relates to what God is doing in your life, to encourage you to stay along the path that he's designed for you, to pray that you look forward and not look back. And that is our theme for 2021, forward. Pray that you look forward, you think forward, you have a mindset that is forward, and that in all you do, as you go forward, that God's blessings overtake you in the way. Can I pray with you? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this another opportunity for our lives and our own thoughts to run headlong into your word. Open our hearts and our minds and our spirits. Let us be open and receptive to what you desire to speak to us in these few moments. Lord, these are destiny moments. These are real moments. These are decisive moments where we make up our mind and choose which way we are going to go. Choose the path of our own making or if we choose the path that you have designed specifically for us. Lord, I pray that your word instruct us and illuminate that path in that way. Push us towards your promises. Push us towards your purpose. And Lord, allow us to be better than we came. In Jesus' name, amen, and God bless you. As, as we have spoken in the year 2021, our focus, our theme is forward. We want to go forward. We want to think forward. We want to live our lives forward. And we're going to be sharing with that, that thought with you on this morning. We'll be in Mark. If you'll follow us to St. Mark. St. Mark, and we'll be looking at chapter 1, and specifically at verses 16 through 20. Again, that is St. Mark chapter 1, and we'll be looking at verses 16 through 20. I'll be reading from the English Standard Version, so if you can share with us there. Mark chapter 1 says, Passing alongside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in their boat mending the nets. And immediately he called to them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. I want to talk to you today about a forward mindset. Talk to you about a forward mindset. Here in this passage of scripture, we see Jesus calling out to the disciples he begins to call them and he implores them that they should follow him. While he finds them, they are working. They have an occupation already. They have, shall you say, already found their purpose. But in the middle of executing what they feel to be their purpose, Jesus calls them out from that. Having looked at that, there's a few things that we can glean from that. 
First of all, God tends to call people who are already working, who already have a mindset to work, who already have a mentality to do, a mentality to work, a purpose to go forward. He finds these men while they are sitting there, while they are fishing, while they are preparing, while they're working on their necks, while they are perfecting their craft. Jesus calls out to them and tells them, to follow him. Many times, even in, as we do God's will, we'll find ourselves doing his will in the face of doing other things. I mean, we have other occupations. We have other goals. We have other things that are important to us. And while we're in the middle of that, often God will call you. God will seek you out for his purpose. The thing that we always have to do, just like these disciples, is that we always have to have a mindset and a heart that is open to hear the voice of God. You have to hear him calling you, him speaking to you, him trying to call you out of where you are and taking you to a higher and better place in him. You have to have your mind, a mind that's open, a mind that is researching the word, that's reading the scripture. That's why we must men must always pray and not faint. That's why the word says, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. That's why it says, study to show thyself approved a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. What it's saying is that in all points, you ought to be prepared for the call of God. When he calls you, when he speaks to you, when he seeks you out, when you are in tune with his voice, you will recognize that it is the voice of God speaking to you. It is the voice of God calling out to you. It's God telling you that he has an assignment, that he has a purpose for your life. And you have to be ready. You have to be willing and you have to be ready to take on God's assignment. These men, even though they were invested in their purpose, they were invested in their craft. They were invested in their jobs and their occupation. When God came along, they were in tune enough with themselves enough to know that it was the voice of God calling to them. They wouldn't have just followed any man, but because it was God speaking to them, they recognized his voice. And when he called them, they ran to follow Jesus. They recognized the voice of God, that they were, he had a calling over their life, that he had a purpose for their life, that he wanted to use the skills even that they were currently using for his purpose. The Bible puts it this way. He said, follow me and, and I'll make you fishers of men. Just like you understand the concepts that are related to fishing. I'm going to use those same concepts, that same knowledge, that same understanding, that same desire, that same drive, that same zeal. To instead of catch fish, to catch men. To lead them to God. To cause them to follow Christ. That same charisma, whatever it is that you're using for another purpose, God may be calling someone right now. Calling you out of where you are to the place where he desires for you to be. He may be calling you to something that he wants you to do. He may be calling you out to another purpose that you may have never thought of, that you never saw yourself doing. But to be ready for the call of God, your mind must be in tune with his word. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and a stranger they will not heed. You have to be in tune with the voice of the shepherd. You have to be in tune with the voice of Christ so that when he speaks to you, you know that it is him that is talking. 
It is him that is calling you. It is him that has a purpose and a design for you. You just must be prepared to hear the call. Be prepared for what God is trying to do in your life. You want to go forward. You have to face forward. You have to look forward. You have to press forward. Because the design of God is not in your past. It's in your future. You're wondering what God wants you to do. Well, you can't keep looking backwards if you desire to find out God's purpose for your life. You can't be past focused. You have to be future focused. You can't be looking backward. You have to look forward. You have to move forward. You have to think forward in order to be in line with what God has for you, because the best that God has for you is not in your past. But I'm speaking that over someone's life. God's best for you is yet in your future. These men were ready. They were prepared. Now, they're working. They're, 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 they're minding their business. They're, they're, they're tending to their nets. They're, they're going out for a draw to fish. But in the middle of their occupation, it is disrupted. And Jesus says, I need you to stop what you're doing and follow me. You have to be in tune with the voice of God to have the courage that these men did to step out in faith. To walk away from their occupation, even when it talks about James and John, they're walking away from their own father. The sons of Zebedee, he was in the boat with them while they were mending their nets. But when Jesus called him, it said he, they left their father in the boat with the other servants and they went to follow Jesus. That's somebody who understands the purpose over their life. That's somebody who understands when God is calling them. That is somebody who's in tune with the voice of God. That's somebody who is well read in the scripture to understand how God's purpose works. That's somebody who recognizes when God is calling me and that there is nothing more important in my life than for me to be obedient to the call of God. We all want to say we're Christians. We want to say we're followers of God. But Jesus said, why call you me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say? When I call to you, you must answer. You must answer the call that God has over your life. You must be willing to step out on the purpose that he has for you and do the thing that he's calling you to do. You have to be ready. So not only must you be in tune with the voice of God, you must be prepared to step out by faith because faith without works is dead being alone. You say you have faith? Well, wait until God calls you. Wait until God gives you an assignment. Wait until God tells you there is something that you have to do. Because then your faith will truly be tested. Then will you really find out whether or not your faith is in God when he calls you out to do something that you might not like. We call Abraham the father of faith for many reasons. But one of the reasons is because his faith was not alone. It, it was accompanied by works. When God called him to do something that didn't make sense to Abraham, God told him, he said, I need you to go and prepare a sacrifice to sacrifice your son, Isaac. Now, that took faith. That took faith to, for Abraham to trust the voice of God, because many of us, if we'd heard a similar voice, we would have said, that's just the devil. That's not God. So he was one in tune with the voice of God. But not only was he in tune with the voice of God, he had enough faith to act upon what God told him to do. He was ready and willing to do whatever God said because he understood that everything else in his life was meaningless for the cause of Christ. 
That's what Paul said. He said, I, he said, there are many things that I've accomplished. There's many things that I've done. I have many talents. I have many gifts. But he said, I count them all done for the cause of the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Nothing else matters in the context of my relationship with God. That comes first. That is my priority. So I am ready and willing to do whatever God calls me to do. And I need to ask somebody this morning, are you ready? Are you truly ready? It's easy to say that you're ready when you're in church with your neighbor and you're clapping hands and it sounds good to say, ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Lord, your will be done. It's easy to say those things until, as we say, the rubber meets the road when God actually calls you and he asks you to do something that doesn't sound like something you want to do. Then it becomes a little more difficult. Then it really, our faith really comes into question. Our faith is truly being tested. Are you really ready to do what God is calling you to do? Jesus gives you examples of this all the time in terms of how we should be prepared to do God's will, even in circumstances that don't seem ideal, because he said, love them that hate you. Pray for them that despitefully use you. He said, if you know, if the neighbor asks for your cloak, he said, give him twain, give him another. If he smacks you on the cheek, give, offer him the other cheek. He said, how many times you forgive? Seven times, 70. You should continuously forgive your neighbor. When God calls us and asks us to do things that are uncomfortable, then truly is our faith tested. So it's not just being in tune with God's word, but it's also having the faith to step out and do what God is asking you to do. And whatever God's asking you to do, I'm telling you right now, it's not in your past. It is not behind you, but it is forward. It is in front of you. Your best is yet in front of you. God's best for you is yet ahead. The reason I know is, this, is that's because that's why he woke you up this morning, because he has something in front of you. That's why he kept you in your right mind, because he has something in front of you. That's why he, he allows you to have health and strength, because there is something yet in front of you. God has given you this opportunity. He's given you this time. He's given you this purpose. He's given you these gifts. He's given you this strength. He's given you this health. Because there is something in front of you for you to accomplish. There's something God has left for you to do. There's something that God wants you to do. There's somebody that God wants you to reach. There's somebody out there waiting on you. There's somebody out there that needs you. There's an assignment that has your fingerprint on it because God knows when you touch it, you're going to do it right. You're going to do it to his specifications. You're going to do it with the right attitude. You're going to do it with the right spirit. You're going to do it with the right attention to detail. You're going to have the right disposition. You're going to have the right heart. You're going to reach all of the people that God desires you to reach. God has that, 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 that assignment, that purpose with your fingerprint on it that, that is in tune and special just for you. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He ordered a certain pathway just for you. He has prepared a certain way just for you. He has prepared a certain task just for you. He has prepared a purpose that he desires for only you to fulfill. It's waiting on you. You are not waiting on it. It is waiting on you. It's waiting on you. I want you to get that in your heart and your spirit. It's, it's waiting on you. 
So while you're making so many excuses as to why you have not done, done it yet, it's waiting on you. I know 2020 was a lot and, and some, you may have put some things on pause, but yet your purpose, your assignment is waiting on you. Some of you are saying, oh, I'm too young, I'm too old, I, I, I'm too busy. It's waiting on you. Some of you are saying, I, I'm not ready, I'm, I'm not fully equipped, I don't have the education, I don't have the experience yet. I, I'm telling you right now, it's waiting on you. You're saying, well, I'm waiting for a certain amount of money to come in. I'm waiting to be in a certain place in life. I'm waiting for me to raise my children. I'm telling you, it's waiting on you. Some of you say, well, I'm not in the place in God that I desire to be. I'm not as saved as I want. I haven't been saved for so long. I, I, I really, I really want to get to a certain place in, in spirituality before I go out and do the assignment that God has for me. I came to tell you, despite all of your excuses, it's waiting on you. It's waiting on you. You're not waiting on God. But your purpose and your assignment is waiting on you. You have to muster the courage. Don't think that there's a step in between because Moses, remember, the, Moses wanted a step in between. He was confronted by the burning bush and Moses said, I, I, I don't speak so well, Lord. Who, who am I to go before Pharaoh? But God said, it's not. What you have, it's just that I'm with you. Moses said, what shall I say? God told him, he said, tell him I am that I am has sent you. It's not your skills. It's not your education. It's not how long you've been saved. It's not how spiritual you are. It's not your assets. It's understanding that God is with you. Understanding that God is with you. God will compensate for all your deficiencies. God will make up for anything that you lack. God will stand in the gap for anything that you don't know. God said, he said, I'll supply all your need according to my riches in glory. God will stand in the way or in the gap of anything that you don't have. Why are you waiting on resources? God says, I am that I am. I am your resources. I am your knowledge. I am your education. I am everything that you need. You're not waiting on me. God said, I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. And I need you to understand and get this in your spirit. That while God is waiting on you, somebody else is waiting on you. Somebody that you can uniquely touch. Somebody that you can uniquely reach. Somebody that is, has been assigned to you is waiting for you to step out on faith and take hold of the purpose that God has put in, poured inside of you. They're waiting on that because when they see that in you, their life is going to change. Their outlook is going to change. Their purpose is going to change. They're going to stop feeling bad about themselves. They're going to stop thinking about hurting themselves. They're going to stop thinking that they're not enough. But we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Somebody needs your voice. The time for being silent is over. I won't be silent anymore. I won't be quiet anymore. I'll share my testimony. I'll share my faith. Because it's not just God waiting on me, but somebody else out there is waiting on you to speak up. And when you speak,
speak, their life is literally going to turn, turn around. It's going to change. Not only what they do and how they speak, but how they think about themselves. Regardless of where you are and how busy you are right now, and regardless of what you think you do not have, I implore you that your purpose is waiting on you. Jesus called these men out. And they were ready. Remember, I told you they were in tune. They were reading the word. They were praying. So they were in tune with the voice of God. Told you not only that, they had to have faith. They had to have faith to step out of their circumstances. The sons of Zebedee left their own father sitting there in the boat. You have to have the faith to step out and to go forward. And then you have to act. Faith without works is is dead being alone. You can't just say, I think I should go. But you literally have to put one foot in front of the other. And step out on faith. Step out on what God is telling you. Step out and believe and trust God in what he has told you to do. Somebody is right there right now. God has written the plan, wrote the vision. He's made it plain. You just need to step out on what God told you to do. It's time to exercise your faith and step out on what he told you to do. But I found, as I thought about it, that forward... Even though it seems like the obvious way to go is not always our default setting. Going forward is not our default setting. The reason I know that is because Isaac Newton tells me. He says an object in motion stays in motion, but an object at rest stays at rest. If you're not moving, then even science is against you because you're likely to remain in a state of rest. You're likely to remain where you are. Laws of motion also tell us that when we encounter resistance, we're likely to slow down or stop. Well, I came to tell you as Christians, you're going to encounter resistance. Resistance is going to come against you. The devil is going to actively work against you when you try to do the things of God. So the laws of motion tell me that if I've been resting, I'll probably keep resting. It also tells me if resistance comes, I'm likely to slow down or stop. The Bible says you did run well. Wherein did you stop believing the truth? In other words, you you started running. You encountered resistance and then you stopped. The laws of motion are against us. Going forward. The other thing that I found interesting and I want to talk to this for, for you with this for a few moments and then we'll be finished. Is that I was looking in my car and I was thinking about our theme forward. Look in my car and all I had to do was look down at my gear shift. And when I looked at my gear shift, I have an automatic transmission. Noticed that the first option in my car is not to go forward. I want you to think about that. Purpose of a car is to drive. Purpose of a car is to go forward. But the first option on my automatic transition transmission is not to go forward. I have in my car, many of you probably have something similar. I have three options that don't take me forward before I get to the option to go forward. 
Three options. Seems like the purpose of getting in the car is to go forward. The purpose in the, of getting in the car is to drive. The purpose of getting in the car is to go to a place where you are not. To get away from where you are. So why is the first option not forward? It gives you three options before it gives you the option to go forward. Maybe you know the first option. First option is park. Your car begins in park. That's option number one. That relates to what I just told you. That an object at rest tends to stay at rest. It's more the natural position of your car to be at rest. It's easier for your car to be at rest. It takes less energy for your car to stay at rest. Stay at rest. It, it burns no gas for your car to stay at rest. Requires no energy, requires no effort. Does not utilize resources for your car to remain in park and at rest. That's almost a natural position for your vehicle, even though when you get in the car, it's not to stay there, it's to go forward. But yet your first option and the easiest thing on your vehicle is to remain in park. Won't have an accident if you stay in park. You're not in peril or in jeopardy if you stay in park. In fact, for those of you who report to your insurance, the more you leave your car in park, the lower your insurance rates. Seems like everything seems to benefit you if you keep your car in park, even though the purpose of the vehicle is to go to other places. It's to go drive forward. But the number one option, the thing that utilizes the least resources and the thing that puts your life in less jeopardy and gives you low insurance rates is to keep your car in park. I relate that to us in life. Many of us are in a similar situation. It's easy to stay in park. It's easy for us not to move. Just, just imagine our scripture for a moment. Think of our, the, these disciples in part. It says in verse 17, and Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. What if they had remained in park? What if they had remained at rest? What if they had stayed in their natural position? What if they had not taken the risk of following Christ? What if they had not taken that risk? It goes on down further. And when you go, go further, it says James and John, it said they left their father Zebedee. They left their father Zebedee sitting in the boat with the servants. They left him there. They left him there in the boat with the servants. It would have been easy to stay there and remain with their father. It would have been easier to remain in park. It would have been easier to remain at rest. But yet they decided they needed to step out and follow the word of Christ. So park, park is your first option to remain at rest, to do nothing. The next option that you have 
is reverse. Seems interesting that the option to go backwards comes before the option to go forward. The option to go backwards comes before in your vehicle. It comes before the option to go forward. And for many of us, similar to that, it's easier for us to go back. It's easiest for us to go back to a similar mindset that we've had before. It's easier for us to go back to familiar relationships. It's easier for us to go back to a group of friends, even though we know that they're not good for us. It's easier for us to fall back into bad habits as it relates to our health. Fall back into bad habits, smoking, drinking, staying out all night. Easy to fall back into bad habits, sexual immorality, lustfulness, going after people we shouldn't go after, watching things we shouldn't watch, dirtying our mind with things of this world. It's easier to fall back into those bad habits than to go forward. Easier to revert than to follow a path that we have not gone yet, to take steps where we have not gone before. We'd rather follow the familiar path, follow the familiar roads, because we're used to them, because we've gone over that road before. We know where all the curves are. We know where all of the potholes are. And because of that familiarity, it is easier for us to just like the transmission in your car it's easier for us to go back than it is for us to go forward. Remember our scripture, our, our theme scripture, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching to those things which are before. It's difficult to reach back and to reach forward. In fact, you can't do both. You're going to be leaning in one direction or the other. You can't lean forward and lean back at the same time. You have to make a choice. Am I going forward and am I going to be stuck where I am? Am I going to be stuck reaching for things from my past? Am I going to be stuck trying to go over relationships and things that I've done wrong in my past? Am I going to go back to old relationships because it's more familiar? Am I going to go back to old mindsets, to old jobs, because it doesn't require as much of me? It doesn't make me reach. It doesn't stretch me. And some of us, we stay at rest or we go backwards because we don't want to be stretched. Sometimes going forward stretches our mindset. We have to think more. We have to learn more. Sometimes going forward challenges our base of knowledge. That means you might have to learn skills that you do not have right now. And you'd rather stay where you are with the skills that you have instead of acquiring new skills. Some of us don't like getting along with people. We've never gotten along with people. And we don't want to learn how to get along with people right now. We'd rather go backwards. We'd rather go backwards because we don't want to be stretched. We don't want to go forward. We don't want to learn new skills. We don't want to learn how to challenge ourselves, how to challenge our disposition, how to challenge our own mentality, 
how to challenge our own attitude. Some of us would rather stay with the same old stinking attitude that we've always had and never get any more than we've ever had because we don't want to change because it's easier to go backwards. It's easier to go back in our past. It's easier not to challenge ourselves. It's easier. And because it's easier, we get stuck. I'm challenging somebody right now. Don't be stuck. Don't get stuck. Don't stay stuck. Challenge yourself to do better, to do greater, to do more, to learn skills that you haven't had before, to change your attitude for the better. Even if that causes you to stretch, even if that causes you to come out of where you've been to go to a higher place in God, be willing to stretch yourself. Somebody hashtag that stretch yourself. Stretch yourself. Stretch out of where you've been. Stretch out of that old attitude, stretch out of that old mindset. Stretch out of that old way. So that you can reach the potential that God has for you. You'll never reach your fullest potential if you never stretch yourself. If you never step out in faith. If you never trust God when you don't see it. Your, your faith cannot get better. It'll never get bigger if you don't stretch it. That means reaching. The Bible says reach into those things which are before. That means reaching out. And trusting God. Reaching out. Under him, reaching out and believing that God is going to turn this thing around, even when I don't see it. When I tell you, you're stretching, you're trusting God in a new way. Your faith is going to another level, but it's going to cause you to come out of your comfortable place. And only those bodies that are at rest stay comfortable. You never stay comfortable if you move. You can't stay comfortable if you move. It's not possible to just remain comfortable if you move. At some point, moving is going to challenge you. Moving is going to stretch you. Moving is going to take you from a place that is familiar to a place that you're not as knowledgeable of, that you're not aware of, that you have not seen before. Moving will stretch you. Moving will call you out. Moving will challenge you. But these men had to move. They had to step out of the familiar and move to where God was trying to take them. I told you it's easier to stay in park. It's easier to stay at rest. And then even yet, your next option on the priority list is reverse. It's easier to go backwards. It's easier to revert. It's easier to stay stuck where you were in your past. It's easier not to challenge yourself and challenge your skill set, to challenge your mindset, to challenge your disposition, to challenge your attitude, to challenge who you are. It's easier to go back. But then the third option, we're still not at forward. Understand that we're still not at forward yet. The third option is neutral. Neutral. Neutral means I might go forward, I might go back, I might stay where I am as long as it does not require 
any effort on my part. I'm doing nothing. That's what neutral is. I'm doing nothing. I might go forward by accident. I might go back. I might stay where I am. But irrespective of what happens in my life, it's because it requires no effort on my part. The wind might blow me forward. I might roll down a hill and go forward. But it's because it required no effort for me. It required no effort on my part. I might roll backward, but then I'll disclaim it. It's not my fault. I didn't do it. I didn't try to go backward. I was just staying here stationary. And I encountered a hill and I went backward. The wind blew real hard and I went backward. You know these neutral people? The neutral people are the people that always have excuses. Do you know these? They're always having excuses. Always have excuses for their life. They take no responsibility for their own. They take no responsibility for themselves. They take no responsibility for their life. Well, I was in a storm and it blew me backward. They're waiting on somebody else to hitch their wagon to so they can go forward. But they have no accountability. They don't take responsibility for what happens in their life. They're stuck in neutral. And whatever happens, what happens? Whatever is, is. But whatever it is, they take no action and they require no effort. Telling somebody right now it's time to go forward. Don't be stuck in neutral. Forward takes more effort. Forward takes more energy. Forward takes more resources. But it's time to bypass the option of being stuck where you are. It's time to bypass the option of going backwards. And no, you can't be stuck in neutral and take no responsibility for your life. But it's time to go forward. It's time to drive. It's time to move. It's time to get to the place where God desires you to be. And I came to tell somebody right now, as long as you're moving forward, you won't be stuck where you are. Where you are is just a temporary situation. It won't always be like this. And that's why the songwriter can sing that. It won't always be like this because you're moving forward. Where you are today, I pray you're not there tomorrow because you're moving forward. Where you are this week, you won't be here next week because you're moving forward. Whatever situation you're in this month, I I pray you're not there next month because you're moving forward. Your weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning because I'm moving forward. I won't be stuck here. I will not stay here. I'm moving out of the place where I am. And it's harder for the devil to track you when you keep on moving. It's harder for the devil to put a tail on you when you keep on moving. It's hard for the devil to trap you when you keep on moving. I'm telling somebody right now, when you step into what God has for you to do, your best days are forward. You have not experienced your best yet. But God has something else waiting for you. Challenging somebody right now. You've been in that place where you're just stuck. Feels like You're in part. Feels like you're going nowhere. Some of you are, 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 you feel like you're in, you're, 
Your transmission is stuck in reverse. Every, you take one step forward, it seems like you take two steps back. You can never get anywhere. Some of you, it's just the same. It's like you're in neutral, but it's like the wind blows you one way or it blows you another. But I'm challenging you right now, it's time to go forward. It's time to step out on God. It's time to move. It's time to trust what God is saying to you right now. God is speaking to you. If you're in tune with the voice of God, you have to hear what he's saying to you. You have to hear him speaking to you. You have to hear him challenging you. You have to hear him telling you, don't stay where you are. But I'm challenging you. I'm calling you to go forward. Don't stay right there. Can I pray with someone today? Can you join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you today. Lord, for calling us out. For being mindful of where we are. For not allowing us to become stuck in one place. But always calling us into something greater. Calling us to a higher place. Reminded of the song, Zion is calling me into a higher place. Well, the songwriter put it this way. Say, Lord, lift me up and let me stand. Thy place on heaven's table and land. My heart has no desire to stay. But Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Lord, we thank you that you have a desire for us that even exceeds our desire for our own selves. You have a goal for us that takes us up and not down. Lord, you said we are the head and not the tail. You said we are above and not beneath. Lord, you said we're lenders and not borrowers. Lord, you said greater is he that is in us than he is in the world. We're more than conquerors through him that loved us. Lord, you've called us out to greatness. Lord, let us not allow our good to be the enemy of great. But Lord, let's stretch ourselves. You're calling us forward that we might be who you're calling for. And Lord, we accept the challenge to go forward and not go back that we may attain what you have for us in Jesus' name. There may be someone right now, you, you say that my life is not right with God. If he were to return, I couldn't go with him. Can I pray with you? Can I pray with you this morning? Just join us in prayer. Just lift up those hands. Say, Lord, I am a sinner. I have fallen short of your glory. And I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry for all of my sin. 
please forgive me. Lord, I need you to wash my heart. Wash my mind. Wash me all over, Lord. Create within me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Lord, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ was crucified. He died and was buried but rose again with all power in his hand. And today, I claim him as my Savior and my Lord. Jesus, come into my heart and I'll make you my Savior and my Lord. If you said that prayer by faith, if you said it with commitment in your heart, then you are saved. You are saved. Get connected to a ministry. Get connected to a body of believers. If you want to connect with us here, even virtually at Bright Temple, you can text 66866. Text Bright Temple all together. One word, no spaces. Text Bright Temple to 66866. You can virtually become a part of our ministry. Join this body of believers so that you can be encouraged and strengthened to continue to do the work that God has for you. Well, saints, it's, it's communion Sunday. It's communion Sunday. It's our time to share in communion this morning. I pray that you have received your sacrament and that you can join us in communion today. We want to say a prayer this morning. Lord, touch us and bless us, Lord. That even as we partake of your body and blood, that we do not find ourselves guilty of the same. But let's do so soberly and mindfully of the great sacrifice you made for us in remembrance of thee. Amen. The writer said, I. Submit unto you that which was also delivered unto me, that Jesus, the same night that he was betrayed, took bread as I now do. And when he had break it, he said, take eat. This is my body, which was broken for you at Calvary. As often as you do so, you do so in remembrance of me. In like manner, he took also the cup. Here at Bright Temple, we raise the cup above our head so that we're completely covered by the blood. He said, this is the new communion in my blood. Drink ye all of it. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, he said, you do show remembrance of me until I shall come again. And I pray each of you have been blessed by the words that you heard on this morning. Pray that you have been encouraged and strengthened. And we look forward to you joining us again on next week. So whatever you've heard on today, remember, just like the car, your first option is to not go forward, is to park and be still, is to reverse and revert back to your old ways, is to stay in neutral and just use life as an excuse as to where you end up. But my encouragement for you today is to drive 
Go forward into what God has for you. And I know that you will be blessed. God bless each of you until I shall see you again. I hope and pray that each of you were touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Giveify. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.